Hey guys, welcome to Make It Make Sense with me, Stacey. Myself, Phil. And Mr. Data GDR. Aha ha. <laughs> what yoy? David, remember that? No, I don't say that anymore. You're fake. It's all right, because you've been <laughs> saying it. You've yeah, been I don't, saying I don't it. Don't say it anymore. I need to reassess why I say it, and then I'm, I might say it again. No, I don't want to say it. But guys, today we have a special guest. Hey, <laughs> we got a queen in the building. Shout Hi, out guys. to the queens. We got a queen in the building. Queen, yeah. Hi everyone, I'm Ike. So tell us about yourself, Ike. What do you do? Um, I am. Oh, I work in theatre. Hey. Okay. Well, I did before the pandemic. Um, yeah. How's it, how's it been since like the pandemic? It's been all right. Like I feel like I'm I'm better off than a lot of other people. I won't lie. Like I'm furloughed, so I'm getting paid and I'm not working. So I feel like I'm on the better end. But mm. at the same time, it gets really really boring. I won't lie. I, I'm bored most of the time. <laughs> Fair enough. But um, okay, you didn't even finish your introduction because you are. Legit a writer, like how you not gonna, Ooh. you know, promote out here. I've read your work. You're amazing. Who is That's this? very kind. Um, okay, so I'm a writer. Hey. <laughs> he said, okay, I'm a writer. <laughs> get your director, Ike. Okay, director, get your big. Don't forget that. Don't I believe forget. she's directed both of you guys before, right? Yes, mm-hmm. I'm sure I've had the pleasure of seeing that at some so, point. So, Banger, tell me tell me about Ike as a director. You know, what Ike is, she's a, she's a visionary. <laughs> Ike looks so scared. She, she knows what it is that she wants and she'll get it there. You know, she'll take uh-huh. a project and like, you know, the word I associate with Ike as a director is authenticity. You know, come on. Get authenticity out of a performance, and and so she'll work intimately with the actors to get to a place of authenticity. (laughs) That's what that that that's what I've seen. Well, that's greatness. That's beautiful. Yeah, amazing. Would you agree with that? Um, you know, I I will accept it because that's very kind. I'm not one to turn (laughs) down a gift, and I feel like those words were just gifts right there. So I'm not going to argue with you, but I wouldn't have put it that way myself. But I would take it. Absolutely. Amen. All right, Love so it. it's time for that part of the show where we sing um, the theme tune, quote unquote. And the only rules of this is you have to use the words make it, make and sense, and you have to sing the melody of an existing tune. The rest of us got to guess it. Uh, David and I tend to be very good at it. Stacey, you, you're, no, you're, you're good. No, you're no, 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 we know, no, 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 no. Nope, nope. I put my foot down. Nope, they're not good at it. They plan it beforehand. They message each other secretly. And then they come onto this show to try and disgrace me. It's just not it. It's just not it. Wow. I'm not going to let... Okay. Pardon? Um, okay. Yeah, so Stacey, what's, <laughs> what have you got for us? Mute yourself, fam. Mute yourself. Um, okay. Um, let me think. I had one as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'm ready. 
um, make it make sense, make it make sense, make it, do you know it? No. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Why do they all sound the same? Every time. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Make it make make sense. Make make it make it make sense. Is 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 it is this like an advert for a child's toy or something? No, yeah. Uh, You're amazing human being. It's not. Chorus. Yeah. No, I don't know. I was going to ask you to like, give her. <laughs> she said, no, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay, can we, one more time, one more time, one more time. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Make it make make sense. Make, make it make it make it make sense. Oh, I'm it's me and right. you. Now, yeah. I've been waiting. Yeah. Okay. No, the white takes so long. The yeah. white takes so long. Because uh, your melody was all off. It wasn't. It, I still it was. stand I by it. There was no like transition between. That. <laughs> <laughs> I still stand by it. Hey. It was literally just a make it, make it, make it, make sense bit. That. Mm. But no. I it, mean, you put it in. Something hit. Something hit. Well. But guys, okay. So <laughs> today's topic. Wow. 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 Okay. So first of all, I want to say like. Uh, I listened to the last, the last pardon, the last podcast, and can I get you guys' opinion on how you think the last podcast went? Banger. I mean, I will say that you know, I it's it's a it's a conversation that I want to get right, and I believe that we started the conversation, but I probably should apologize about my approach to the conversation um you know i i kind of came into it wanting something and so i was kind of driving that um and i can we say what the topic was just in case someone's listening to this and haven't heard the last week yet yep yep no makes sense we're talking about black women in tv (laughs) film yeah, black women in TV and film is is, is, is is such a layered topic and I think I was coming at it from just one dimension because I was coming from a Twitter thread that I saw and I was trying to understand that thread but obviously to understand the opinions of many black women it helps to have many black women, you know, so yeah. But at least we kind of opened the conversation and I'm hoping we can continue it, Philip. Um... Yeah, I, I felt like it. It definitely wasn't like an informative episode, and I don't think we were ever trying to be. I think we we're just trying to have a discussion. But I feel like, especially David and I, um, actually, say sometimes as well. Like we we did kind of like say that. Listen, we're not really well versed on this. We're, we were asking questions to ourselves. Like we were trying to understand like what was going on. So um, I think it was a decent preliminary episode like it's one of the ones where we probably needed a second one anyway because the topic itself is a bit it's a bit loaded as, as david said it it's a, it's a massive topic so yeah i feel like it was there but you know we could have done better we could have done better stacy how do you feel about it? 
Um, I think I voiced how I felt about it in the group chat, and I'm going to say it again, guys. I just apologize to all the black women out there. Like, I feel like I didn't do no justice to any queens out there. I feel at first when I first listened to it, like I went to see Ike and I was so upset. Like I was so upset about how I came off and how I sounded because I just feel like I was very ignorant. I felt like I spoke from a place of no knowledge and I didn't even have the stance, which is what annoyed me more about it. It's like, if you're going to say something about an industry that you're in and that matters to you and that you love, like have a stance in it, especially when the subject is directly related to you, and I just didn't come with that. I didn't come with any energy at all. Like no energy until it got to like the end of it. And then it was like, okay, okay, Stacey, you tried, you tried. However, I have done, I've done some research and I've done my homework in asking several black women that are interested in film and television and that are in the industry and I've watched a lot of um, black women leads in films, in TV shows, and research about black writers. Basically, I'm I'm, done, I'm trying to do my part here in it. So, um, yeah, that's how I felt about it, and that's what I've done since then. Okay, did 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 you listen to? Yeah, I did. So I think as, as Stacey just said, um, I heard Stacey's opinion on it before I listened to it. So I think that also kind of clouded my judgment a little bit. Um, but what I would say is that it's it's a difficult, like the questions that David was asking, I wouldn't say are like, I don't I wouldn't even say you approached it the wrong way, but I think there's not like a one answer you can give. Because it's not uh, like David, you have trash questions. I'm I'm aware. Yeah. Of that, of <laughs> I'm joking. Your questions were wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> they were just layered. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I need to do better as a black man and I'm ashamed of myself and I'll never DM a black woman again. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're saying? No, but I was just saying that like, because I was trying to tell Stacey that there's not like, if someone asks you like, oh, what roles would you like to see? I feel like you can't just be like this specific role and that's it. There's not a one answer. So I feel like it's, it's, you can't be that hard on yourself basically. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. But no, I felt like I needed to take accountability for the things that I didn't say. And David, please don't, yeah, don't feel bad about the questions you asked because I feel like those questions needed to be asked for me to get to the place that I am right now. So I'm thankful for those questions and I really do appreciate them. And yeah, there was nothing wrong with them. I just needed to make a stance and now I have. So thank you. I am also thankful for your questions, David. In other words, <laughs> my failures made you guys better. So as long as I keep failing, you God guys forbid. ask me. You shall never fail in Jesus' name. You always Just keep going it. then. <laughs> 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 okay, so guys, I wanted to revisit some of the questions and just like relay different answers or see if you guys have like different perspectives on one or two questions that were asked and one question that was asked was um do you think the portrayal of black women in film and television do you think they're accurate or do you think they're harmful and david cc'd in via twitter 
Spike Lee and She's Got to Have It. Has everyone watched She's Got to Have It? Season one, I ain't seen season two. The movie and season one, ain't seen season two. I've seen the movie, season one and season two. Lovely, lovely, lovely. So, okay, if we start off with Spike Lee and then we'll kind of venture out into other portrayals of black women and whether they are harmful or not. What do you guys think of She's Got to Have It? It occurred to me like to start us off. Um, uh, I think, I think there's, hmm. I, like, I was interested to watch it at first mm. because, like, I thought the, the idea of, like, exploring this kind of relationships that, so the, the main woman, as we all know, Nola Darling has, like, multiple lovers and, like, I, I was interested in that, in that, so I was like, okay, that's cool. I was a bit nervous before it started because I didn't watch the film until I'd watched the show. So I was a bit nervous because I was like, this sounds like it's going to be very like, she's a hoe type thing. Like, I was very nervous about that. Um, but then when I watched it, I don't know, the reason why I watched season two wasn't exactly, it was for certain characters. So it wasn't even like I really liked the show like that. But I'm such a character person that if I really like a character, I can watch a whole season because I like one character. I say all that to say, I didn't love it or thoroughly like it that much. Um, and you guys are quite lucky you didn't watch season two because it was a lot worse. Um, 100%. 100%. Like, honestly, I thoroughly agree. I thoroughly agree. Do you think the portrayal of Nola Darling was harmful to the perception of um, black women? I think so, a little bit. I think I think it, it fed into that stereotype of black women being sexualized all the time. And I think where a role could have been quite freeing i think that's the whole the whole point of nola darling is she's supposed to be quite freeing and she's not supposed to be like held down by constructs but i think there was a lot of like the message didn't feel like it was written by somebody who respected that freedom so it didn't feel like freedom it felt like she was like incomplete so she kept looking for more or she couldn't she couldn't satisfy her appetite with one person so she, she was just like greedy that's what it felt like to me but i don't know if anybody else felt like that. No, I, any of the boys want to chip in at this point? No, they're good? Okay, cool. I think this is going to be really quiet on this one. It's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting. <laughs> interesting. No, um, with the portrayal of Nola Darling and um, the whole she's got to have it, to be fair, I tried to watch the movie. I couldn't get into it. I just found it so hard to get into the movie. I watched the TV show before that and there was something about it that I was like, you're missing the mark in terms of the message you're trying to portray. Cause I still, till this day, I'm like, so what was the message? Like, what was she trying to do? And when you say freedom, I understand the idea of sexual freedom that she was um, exploring. However, I feel like also when men tend to write about women, sometimes, like you focus a bit on the sexual side and you don't hit the nail on the head. Like when it comes to yeah. sexual freedom for women anyway, there's so many thoughts that go before that. And it's like, we don't see the process of her before she gets to that. Oh, she's jumping from, or she's exploring um, a relationship with all these different men. And it's like, 
the way we see her and the way we judge her maybe sometimes doesn't do the character justice but also because as us us pardon me us as an audience don't have enough knowledge about the character but guys So the question is like the thoughts, our thoughts on she's got habit, like yeah, the patrol. Yeah, Um, I mean, my my initial thought was, oh, this is what I thought. This is what women wanted. I thought um, women didn't want to be seen as this um, gateway for a guy's sexuality, um, this achievement, this you know, like how you typically see it. a guy's not a, a man's not a man until he's been with a woman type thing in Hollywood. Like I thought, this was trying to you know, not not necessarily subvert it, but to offer a different perspective. But um, yeah, for 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 a while, even after the episode, I thought that until I had some in, um, uh, conversation with people on Twitter, and I, I wasn't really sure about the difference between sexual freedom in TV and film and being hypersexualized. And um, I guess the difference is. I guess mainly cinematically, like how much of a woman's body is being shown to be hypersexualized. Like a lot of the men that you find in film and TV are already sexually free. Do you see what I'm saying? But they're uh, shown um, and portrayed in a certain way. Um, so I, gu- I guess like that's where my perspective is now. I, I kind of understand her being hypersexualized and how that's a how that was a bad thing. I I don't know if it's I don't know how accurate it is because I don't know every woman in the world. It could be an archetype that I, I just don't know about, but um, I guess it could be quite harmful. Um, I guess, yeah, it could be quite harmful because women will continuously, black women specifically, will be continuously seen as um, these overly sexual beings that can just be used for whoever's fantasy. Like if someone's roasting or feeling horny that day, they could just go, what she's got to have it and then they'll be all right. You see what I'm saying? So. Um, yeah, I, I guess it is quite harmful. Banger. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you covered it. I have a question though. Um, would you guys potentially say that Nola Darling is comparable to Phoebe Waller-Bridge in Fleabag? I haven't watched Fleabag. Yeah, I haven't either. Okay, you ever watch? Okay, this I, is. I, I, I think it's definitely there's definitely comparable. Uh, there's something there. Yeah, there's a conversation there. That's a thesis. Okay, thank you for that. that. We'll save it for uh, a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But for now, that's me done it. Uh, Back to you again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was actually going to say while you guys were talking (laughs) that um, also one of the things that I I didn't like was um, how much she financially depends on one of the men that she's sleeping with. So, like, you Mm. know, the rich one that is married, like, he basically pays for her apartment. And I was like, it's things it's little things that you missed the, that he missed the mark on and things like that for me like because imagine if one day she starts i don't know like moving slightly mad or like she's kind of not trapped but like she knows that if like if for example if she wanted to express her opinion about something she might be like you know what i'm not gonna pick a fight today because rent is due in a week and <laughs> i'm not trying to be on the streets Do you know what i mean it's that kind of dynamic where he has power yeah. over her in like the other way she's she's free but she's not she's not actually yeah and that was one thing i was thinking about that i also really didn't like no love that love that i mean she also had a bit of power over mars the um the childish one yeah kind of the hip-hop guy i i guess she had power over him i guess but you know they all wanted to be with her 
Which is, I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah. Mars chose to be there. No, but they, they all knew what was up by, by yeah. a certain point in the season. They all knew what the deal was. They all knew that she was seeing other guys. But that's what I mean, like, in terms of the power thing over Mars, like, as he knew what was up, I, like, I'd like you to elaborate on... So, Stacey, you're, you're cutting in and out. ...why yeah. you feel like she, she had the power over him. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I feel like... I feel like Mars was somewhat submissive to... Noda, is anyone else hearing that? Okay, yeah. I think it's gone now. I feel like Mars was somewhat submissive to Noda, like she did. He did kind of appear as this snap your fingers and he appears type person. Um, but I mean, like all of them wanted like more from Nola, and they weren't gonna get it because of her own ethics and her own um, goals in all of this. But yeah, it, do, it did seem like Mars was quite the whipping boy. I mean, it's been a while since I've watched it. It's been, I don't know, like maybe two years or something. Two or three years. 2017, so three years. Um, but yeah, he, if anyone could correct me if I'm wrong, he did seem a bit of a whipping boy to no longer. Anyone? I'd, I'd, I'd even agree and say like... I would say, I, well, for me, when I was watching it, because I did... I, <laughs> no, I'm just gonna mute my mic and go away. Yeah, Stacy, gone. No, guys, please do let me know if it keeps doing this, and I may have to. No, you, we'll, we'll, we'll make it through. We'll make it through. We'll make it through. What, what were you saying? Good, 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 good. Um, I don't know. As you were speaking, I feel like as everyone knew what the pretense of what was happening was, it was kind of his choice to be subjective to her. So. I mean, I guess, I think it was his choice to stay there after, like, the way she treated him. He could have left at any point, but he chose to stay. Wasn't that the case of all of them, though? Yeah, but that's what I mean. So, where, so the power over him could be transferred to all of them then. She could have had power over all of them. It could be said. But, I mean, the, the rich one... He was he was like like I said paying for her apartment basically, and then the other guy, I think it was a model. Mm. Um, yeah, he he never came across like he needs Nola. But then surely that is a Mars issue, not like a Nola having yeah, power yeah. over him type of thing. I mean, whatever whoever's issue it was, it seemed that was a dynamic that was that was presented, and that's what I inferred from it. If that if, you, if that makes sense. Oh, oh, oh. Um, cool. If we could then take the the subject of how black women are portrayed, whether it's harmful, whether it is accurate, into other movies. So, like, I've been watching a lot of other um, black rom-coms, been watching a lot of black movies where there's black leads and been really enjoying that really 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 enjoying that and i've watched a lot of movies where there are a lot of black female leads and basically from you guys's um viewership of black movies and black rom-coms what do you think is the portrayal of black women from the stuff that you guys have seen 
David, you're the expert. Uh, I actually believe that Ike would be more of an expert than I would. I'll, I'll just say that I, I like movies. That's about it for me. Um, oh, this is a really actually a hard question. You lot are booking it. Um, I would say that there's so so a lot of the films that I've watched that are black leads are generally like you guys said are generally rom com. So what I'm about to talk about, I don't know if it's like part of me is feeling like it might be more rom com specific rather than just applying to black women. If you get what I'm trying to say, so like they always have that thing of like I feel like there's always this thing of like either she can't keep no man and maybe it's because she's career driven and she ain't got time today or the guys that have been coming up to her just broke and she is this high-flying career woman and da 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 or things like um she's a single mom and she ain't got the time to like so i think it always like generally tends to feed into some stereotypes that we see anyway um and this kind of like hard not to crack kind of thing especially is what you tend to see black women as and in rom-coms that kind of does tend to be the case anyway so i'm not going to like 100 percent say it's just because they're black i think we do tend to see that i guess it's, it adds to the comedy right they both hate each other at the end or at the beginning or whatever so it adds to it but i think it can sometimes be a bit more apparent when it's black women in my opinion um they don't tend to get to be just soft in the beginning or kind in the beginning as just a normal disposition. No, I hear that. I hear that. David? Um, thank you for that, Philip. Um, yeah, no, I definitely agree with what Ick is saying. That that is that is a common trope of the romantic comedy genre and that's been it's well, it's been scrutinized um in in the mainstream. Um a lot of um women in general, not just black women, but white women have spoken out about that being a harmful trope of a woman can't have a life together until she has a man and then going as far as to like throw away her career aspirations for the man. Those are quite harmful things. But um, I guess back to the original question, my, my what I've seen from black women in film and TV um, has been you know, we discussed it earlier, but like black women that I've found myself to like do often fall under that um, strong black woman trope. And the reason why I like them is because I'd, I'd be watching it like, oh, this is great. It's not just a black woman suffering. She's, you know, powering through it and making her own way and all of this. But as we spoke about the, the, the trope of a black woman powering through hardship is dangerous because it kind of gives the impression that black women were just made to suffer and get on with it, right? Um, but that's kind of, you know, when, when, I, when I was watching those films, that's kind of what I saw as, you know, okay. Again, now I'm saying like, yeah, it's probably harmful, but you know, I've a, you know I, enjoy, I enjoy seeing black women in comedy like, um, Thinking back to sitcoms, sitcoms is my favorite thing. You know, Pam in Martin is one of my favorite sitcom characters. Um, and Living Single, again, you know, Khadija, Sinclair, Regine, Maxine. I, I feel like 
living single written by a black woman um and you know starring black women am i right in saying that that was an okay portrayal Ike and stacy have you seen the show what are your thoughts on the characters in living single are they like a standard of what we should be trying to emulate in today's portrayals of black women in tv Is it? Question mark? Yeah, I do like living single. I really enjoyed <laughs> living single a lot. I like the different portrayals of the different women. I watched it a while ago, so I can't say it's a show that I keep re-watching. But I remember that when I did watch it, I did really like it. Um, especially for the time that it was set in as well. And the things that they discussed, I enjoyed the dynamics between the groups and what I really enjoy that I think it's weird I feel like nowadays people are afraid to do in like the mainstream TV and film is like having a lot of black actors on screen and I only say that because as I was trying to uh, research some black movies that have been mainstream and that have done well mainstream it's like there's not really, there's not really many. It's like they're really advertised towards a black audience. They're not really advertised towards everyone. They're not advertised for everyone. And I found that really interesting. But um, to go off of the living single question. Is that true though? In like what every way? The Kevin Hart movie is for the mainstream. Name me a Kevin Hart movie, mind. sorry. Yeah, go on. Okay. Because I'm trying to, I was just trying to, I don't really mess with Kevin Hart movies like that. So um, I don't really, I didn't really focus on that or who they were advertised towards. But I'll look into that. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, what do you think about the Living Single question? Um, Living Single was one of my favourite sitcoms of all time. I will just preface it by saying that. I love that show. I've watched it through many, many, many times. Um and like you were saying, I love the portrayal of the women because it because there's four of them, it provides balance. It's like that thing they did with Girlfriends, it's like what they did with Sex and the City. You have these kind of like, these strong characters and they're very extreme, but because there's four of them, they all balance off each other, right? So like, yeah. you have someone like Max who is very, who can be very sexualized, but it's by, by her own doing. Um, someone who's very strong, who's very loud. Um, and then you have someone like Sinclair who is very, a lot softer, a lot kinder, a bit slow, but that's okay. She's very sweet, you know? So you have everybody, and then for example, you have Regine, who wants a rich man, who wants the fancier things in life. And then you have Khadija, who is like very self-made and I'm gonna do it myself. So I think the beauty in living single is that you have all four of them and you don't usually have that. I think that's usually the problem is that when you have one black woman in a show, you're only relying on that portrayal within that show to give you what you what you want you, you're expecting one person to give you everything and that's not possible whereas with like living single because you have all four of them you get that beautiful balance yeah that's yeah. what i would say about that show personally so then would i be would i be out of line in saying yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm really trying to not be that guy <laughs> but would i be out of line in saying when every when people are attacking like one show that has a one black female lead, mm. there there's a fallacy in the fact that they're expecting everything from one person. I think so, and I think that's intended to be one way. 
Yeah, and I think it's because it all, I think everything about this kind of boils down to the fact that we don't have enough black women on screen. Because when you have enough, then you have the balance across the whole industry. But because we have such little, we're looking for everything from like five characters within five years. And that's never going to happen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Will their side characters used to fuel somebody else's story and just cast aside when they're not necessary anymore? That's true. Going off of what you said, Ike, about um, there's not enough black characters um, on black women on screen. I think also there's not enough black women behind this behind the screen either, and necessarily working in the industry, such as like writers, directors, producers, because more time when there are enough um, black people that are behind the screen. I think the conversations that happen and that they bring on screen are more black people are more comfortable to say if that, that doesn't look right. So if there's a lot of black people in the room, yeah, and you're portraying a character on screen that doesn't fit the narrative of life and just doesn't sit right with them, they can be like, oh, actually, I don't I don't agree. I don't think so. And people can speak up more. But I feel like because there's not enough black people and especially black women, um, that work in the industry, like that's not able to happen. Stacey in and out again. She's almost here. She is still frozen. And no one really says anything until it's. And because there's not enough black women in screen or behind the scenes, sorry, you were saying. Yes, because there's not enough black women behind the scenes. I don't even know where it stopped that, but uh, I feel like no one says, like, um, the people that are part of the production that are watching, like, people portray black characters. If you don't agree, you can't really speak up and be like, oh, I don't agree because you don't feel comfortable speaking up in an audience of, of, I don't want to say audience of white people, but an audience of majority white people. Because people more, yeah, basically, basically. And you, I think there's a stigma as well, being like a minority in majority Caucasian um, places that you don't want to seem like a problem. Mm -hmm, for sure. I remember I read an article um, about Michaela Cole's experience on a particular uh, channel's a particular channel's broadcast uh, where basically she was saying how um, the black actors that were hired for the day were all given a shared dressing room and then a white actor got their own one and none of the black actors said anything because they were just grateful to have a job they didn't even they didn't want to risk losing it and I think yeah that, that that's very it's a key issue, you know. If there's if there's more of us, we could do more. But because there isn't as many of us, you know, we were, were going around eggshells and almost pandering to uh, what has already been established. I agree. I agree. And even speaking about Michaela Cole, I think it's interesting that she her experience especially in the british community like it's it it speaks volume to me pers volumes to me personally because like i can relate to so many of the things she's saying like when it came to certain castings even as an extra 
you would see clearly that the white the white people on set but funny i'm done being trying to be politically correct out here like the white people out here on set were clearly getting more of the screen time they were getting more attention from the everyone else on set they were the ones that were more more vocal they came with you know the energy of this is my time this is my time you know i'm about to blow from this and you're simply an extra so i mean it could happen for you but it was what it was but black people came i don't know when i when i was working it came with a humility and i feel like that's something that we've had to take on in society especially if i'm speaking for black women in the industry and i'll speak for myself as well when i say when i when i go up for roles it's like i expect not to get them straight away more time there's not many black roles available for me to go up for and when I go up for them it's like there's going to be so many other black actors that want this role and there's so many of us black actresses black actors of us that want to be seen and want the opportunity that I feel like yeah it makes me feel like you know what they see you're not going to be seen so you go for the role that you can get in through like don't go for the main role just in case you don't get it because there's so many other people that are going to apply for that role as well and no I feel like in the British industry, film and television industry, it is low-key shambles. And I say that mainly because, like, even in this day and age, most of the shows that I've seen from Black creatives go straight, they're not really on TV, they go straight to... um, like what what the what's like not netflix and i play yeah basically they go straight yeah they go they go straight to the internet screening and all of that but what are you guys's take on the fact that it goes to the internet and not on tv i mean personally i get like yeah i get because one thing we gotta still remember is that we're not the majority in this country so them BBC screening Enterprise or I May Destroy You at prime time, 9pm on BBC Two. Chances are not a lot of people are going to watch that. They're probably going to turn it um, turn it on, see a black person and be like, oh, that's not for me. And then turn it off. Except the other way around, we kind of see stuff on TV and we don't immediately think that's not for me. We just think that's TV. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I kind of do get it. Um, but I do feel like it's a great opportunity uh, it's like it's kind of like marginalized you're you're kind of like pushing to a certain bracket and it's like okay cool that's just for you lot but i feel like it's a great opportunity because it's a chance for us to really really get behind um the stuff that's there and proper proper share it do you know what i mean like if it's on at a certain point or when it does come out grab that link tweet it facebook it put it in your group chats make sure everyone watches that like, it's a great opportunity but to ask someone to um turn on their TV at 9pm, you got to understand the majority of people that, like a lot of, a lot of the quote-unquote black shows are for the age group of 18 to 35. A lot of that age group are probably not going to be watching terrestrial TV like that. Do you see what I'm saying? So to ask them to turn on their TV at 9pm is, is unlikely. So I think it's a great opportunity. We are marginalised, but it's just, you know, it's. I think it's only a matter of time before we get the prime times. Like I think Time Wasters season one in 2018, they got primetime television at a certain point. Um, Family Lamb, I haven't seen it get primetime, but, you know, it's, it's, it's in progress. It's still slow, but I get 
the reason why it is the way it is. David? Nah, brother, Phil, you covered it, man. You covered it. Nah, so I, didn't, I did, you know. There's a couple things I didn't nah, say. Nah, you covered it still. It's covered oh. it. Nah, <laughs> you covered it still. Okay. Um, I honestly, I agree with you. I really do. I think the way we're watching TV has obviously been changing over the past however many years. And that kind of primetime slot is like ceremonially like important but like in terms of numbers and all that kind of stuff isn't as important as we think it is because the way we're watching tv isn't the same and like i think also as black people living in london we all i think a lot of times we just tend to forget that like there's actually not as many of us as we think there are in this country <laughs> and um as much as we should feel at home in this country and i'm not saying that we ever shouldn't but like we are nowhere near the majority here and um that for now is definitely a fact and the tv on that tv national tv has to represent the nation so yeah i'm a bit two ways about it that's interesting really interesting because phil you said um something along the lines of uh if like that someone clicks on to be and you see like a bunch of black faces they'd click off was it yeah and that that i don't know it's, it makes me feel a bit funny because like they want to say there's a lot of people out here that are saying they're not racist and you know they're comfortable with black people but then what makes you click off then what makes you not want to watch black people on screen what makes you not want to see black experiences on screen and it makes me question the nation that i that i live in myself and i'm like so what's the issue? And I do understand that um, being online means that we can we can go to, into more, more homes, but also we can go across seas and we can go into many different places. And I do definitely appreciate that. But it's just a question that kept on just replaying in my head that what is shown on television where British audiences are supposed to sit down and have family time together and watch British televisions like maybe some people aren't really comfortable watching like shows that are majority black cast and yeah I just found that really really interesting but also going off of um some shows that do have black leads I found really interesting the shows that were created by and written by white white people like some girls Top Boy was written, by, Top Boy was written by a white yeah. Some girls I don't, I don't cast as a black show, you know. That's just a show, and we have a black lead, and that was great. Like, some girls is so underrated. I love that show so much. Me too. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, legit. I was like, firstly, some girls I did not know was created and written by a white woman. Um, Top Boy as well, created and written by a white woman. Luther as well, created... Oh, no, not white woman, sorry. Top Boy was um, a white man, sorry. Um, Luther was... Luther, yeah, that was a white man as well that wrote and created Luther. Um, the ones that were created by black creators and writers was Youngers, well, Meet the Other Banjos, Enterprise. That's what I have down here so far. I didn't have time to look into any more, but I also have Time Wasters as well. That was by a black guy. So, 
it's nice to see it's nice to see that black people do stacy's going in and out again stacy's going in and out again have like on another world man somewhat of a voice however however coming on back oh this internet yeah you're back you're back Sorry guys, it's literally because I don't have my phone and I'm using Wi-Fi instead of 4G or 5G. Ugh, damn. But um, yeah, where did you guys hear me leave off? Uh, you said that it's good that uh, we have some black creators, basically. Yeah, however, when I did look into like the shows, well, when I remember watching the shows that were created by um, the white writers, I was like, with Luther, you don't really get an essence of his blackness in there. And that's maybe coming from me personally. When I watch Luther, it's like, I just get a character. And I don't, now I'm not, I'm, it's not good enough anymore for me. Like, I'm like, if he's, if he's the one that is a black man on television, and it's a shame that you haven't put many other black actors opposite him like and he has to represent a certain demographic why is it that you don't like delve into that but also because there's probably not much that you can delve into a world that isn't familiar to you so that made me question why didn't they why didn't they bring more black people like along to give more information as to like what makes this character so nuanced as a black man and not just as a detective if that makes sense to you guys. Am I going in now? No, it makes sense. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, it seems like AK did something. <laughs> so I guess I'll speak for now. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd say, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but like, I loved Lufa as a, as a show. Um, and I'd say that Lufa never struck me as the show that wants to have that responsibility of having a black voice. It just seemed like they had a character and Idris was hot at the time off the back of the wire and everything. Everyone thought he was American and he's this massive British actor. Um, and then they cast him. And it was, I think it was just about putting people in seats, um, making sure people watch the show. Um, I, I don't think he was ever designed to be the black James Bond-ish guy who goes to Scunthorpe and everyone's like, oh my God, you're black. And then it's like, yeah, I'm black. And it's like, yeah, black guy, scary, woo. Like, it never struck me as that. And I think they even had like a, um, what, what do they call the the head of the department? They called them mum, but like, or mom, but I forgot what that actual role is, whatever it is. Um, they had a black woman as that, I think in like season two or three. Um, so yeah, there, there were black people in there in powerful positions. It just, it just seemed like their blackness was never something that they wanted to explore and I personally don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as blackness is being explored somewhere else consistently. Because I know for me, I don't like having to, and sorry, I don't want to ramble here, but like it's so jarring when you write a character in a script and you have to say the character's black. But if you don't say the character's black, everyone will assume the character's white. And I really don't like that. I want to explore people but, you know, it just seems like, especially nowadays, obviously, your skin is a political statement. So every single time that you have a black character, you're saying something about black people. And I don't want that 
responsibility all the time, if that makes sense. Like, there are some things I've written where, yeah, cool, I want to explore that. But other times, I'm just like, fam, I just want to tell a story. Like, the colour has nothing, the colour of a person's skin really has nothing to do with it. But ultimately, it's immediately a layer. Like, if someone turn, um, turn, uh, someone in, like, um, I don't know, Leeds turn on one of my shows and they see a black lead, they might turn it off because they think that automatically you think it's not for them. But yeah, it is what it is. And I, like, I got that from like, um, I don't know if you guys saw, but the new Blue Peter presenter, um, Waxy Mudenda, she, she, yeah, when she got announced as the Blue Peter presenter, I remember British Brexit Twitter were going off like, uh, who, who in Scunthorpe or who in Leeds or Derby is going to be able to pronounce that name? And it's like, bro, you could pronounce Siobhan when it's spelled S-I-O-B-H-A-N, but you can't pr- Nah, miss me with that. Do you know what I mean? But I've said a lot. I've said a lot. Okay. Um, I was going to say, I was just going to say that there's difference. To me, there's always difference between, like you're saying, there's difference between black characters and characters that happen to be black. And I think Luther's a character that happens to be black. And I, I don't mind it. Personally, I think it's nice because I think just, I hate it when like every time I'm watching a black character, it has to be about their blackness. Like, I just sometimes want to watch black people living, chilling, fall in love. Like, it doesn't always have to be, for me, always about their blackness. And I think by, because they're black, like, it's obviously, like, that's saying something, kind of. But, like, their blackness is inherently there because that person is black. But black people were not, like... We're not... Obviously, all of us know we're not one way, in it. So, like we need to have that exploration of all kinds of blackness, which means blackness that quote unquote looks like whiteness because there are people like that. And I think like, for me, it's just, I think a lot of times, I was listening to a podcast recently that somebody else spoke about, but they were like, a lot of times because there's such limited representation of black people, whenever you have a black person on screen, they're like, I have to say the right thing about black people now because it's so important in in the conversation about black people. But like, sometimes you're right. Sometimes I just want my, my person to be a spy. And I want them to go and have the sickest fight scenes and I want to do some sick things. And if the actor that comes in the room, like, I can say I want him to be a black man. I could just say I want him to be a man and the man that happens to be best friend of the role is black, then cool. And like, maybe it's, and I, and I kind of get where you're coming from, Stacey, but for me, it's more of like, I don't mind it, like not concentrating on his blackness as long as we have a few little things. Like maybe there's a night scene and he's wearing a do-rag. That's enough for me, I can't lie. Like that's enough addressing his blackness for me because it feels true in that sense but it doesn't have to be about like this scene is set when there's um, Black Lives Matter protests going outside and there's a whole thing about it like I don't need that from every character because I feel like we'll get that anyway yeah you feel like you have to now write a scene about what the do-rag means to black people um, so that you can explore it like it's a lot it's a lot yeah that's really interesting I think that's really interesting um both your points David do you have something you want to add no David yeah. had it man I saw you thinking I can see your your thinking. You're thinking. No, I was just agreeing with the source that you guys were adding to the conversation, man. You guys are going in. I, I definitely agree with everything you guys have said. Uh, Stacey? Um, no, I was going to um, carry on from the point that Ika was making that when there is one, when you see a black person on screen, it's like they have to represent um, all black people or the way we see them is like we put pressure on them or the characters that they're playing to speak truth to the black experience um and i don't know when i was researching they said the greater the range of different roles the less likely 
you are to think that a group is just one of these representations. And that it spoke to me because clearly it shows that there's not enough roles being shown and not enough black people being shown on TV. That's why more time a lot of us or a lot of people feel like one person has to represent like the whole of the black community. And for me personally, I get what you guys are saying about, oh, like Luther is just Luther in it. But there's a, I, as a writer myself, I have to take accountability and I have to take responsibility for the work that I put out there in it. And when I, when I write, fair enough, I can be ambiguous as I'd like to be. But when I cast, surely don't I have to be like, mm, actually, if I'm casting this, I should like take time to figure out the lifestyle of this person and try and figure out how to make this person real enough through the little nuances and the little experiences that this character that this character goes through and to represent that accurately on screen as well like if you're saying maybe a do like the little do rag could be enough for you and i totally agree like little things like that do matter in my opinion because i've noticed when i watch shows i don't care for ooh like oh dramatic spoilers or like dramatic scenes happening like, i generally don't care for that i care for the little things that speak to the characters being like even to go back to a show we we're talking about last week um i may destroy you in the sixth episode spoiler if no one has watched it but i'm going to speak anyway but in the sixth episode there was um a scene where a group of black um teenagers were kind of banded together um, helping one of their friends who was accused of doing something that he didn't do basically and it was over exaggerated by the white girl that was accusing him and then they must have said something like us black people need to stick together and I was like ain't that the truth though like that spoke so much to me especially in high school because in high school that was what it was like there wasn't a lot of us well, in my particular high school, I know in different areas, there's different dem demographic. But in my particular high school, that spoke volumes to us because it's like the white voices will be heard and taken seriously. But with the black voices, until you have proof, no one's taking you seriously. You're always marginalized. You're always thrown to the side. And when she said that little thing, I said, damn, ain't that the truth? Don't we have to band together and stick together and protect each other and help each other? And I really enjoyed that because literally like just that one sentence spoke to me and spoke to her experience as a black person as well and i'm not saying every character has to be every black character has to be like that but i'm saying i enjoy it when characters say little things that speak to the experience and that helps me imagine the world that they were they were raised in i've said a lot but yeah no go off go off I, i'm enjoying that that was great. Good. Yeah, that was queen. That was a That was a lot, I mean, a lot. Boy. Keep on preaching. You don't have to stop. Keep on preaching. <laughs> but also, speaking about, like, the British entertainment and film industry, what are you guys saying? Like, what, what are we doing? What are we trying to do? We need help. Yeah. That's what I have to say. 100%. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting one because... Like, I don't know if you lot saw the um, that leaked clip from a conversation between Sandra Oh and uh, Kerry Washington. And it, yeah, it's, in that clip they were talking about, uh, she was talking about how the UK is, is very behind in terms of like representation behind the camera, ultimately before anything. So that's why like, 
I was very much interested in becoming a DOP before I always wanted to be a writer director, but I thought let me let me become a DOP because I'm we got bare people trying to be writers directors right now. Um and it's something that I'm good at. Let me let me let me try it. Obviously I went back to being a writer director, but yeah, that's something I wanted to really get into because we need more people um behind them cameras and in those spaces. Like I made sure during that journey I learned how to like black people because if not because I remember what they taught me in like uni and that, they didn't teach me how to like black people. They taught me how to like for whatever dramatic purpose that you want, but it wasn't necessarily for black skin or dark skin. So I now know that when I do get those opportunities and there's a white DOP or a white person in charge of art direction and lighting, they can't tell me anything. You see what I'm saying? Whoever, whoever black person is in front of that camera is going to be lit noise. So it's, it's one of them things where yeah, you got, got to remain educated. But like, yeah, I, I think we just need to have more more people in the industry, period. But have people understand that there's more to do than actor, director, writer, and DOP. If you want to edit, you can edit. If you want to be a first AC, you can be a first AC. If you want to be a producer, like we've got some great producers, or a friend of mine called Nelson, he's doing a lot for representation, especially in like, uh, UK TV so I feel people just need to see that there's a lot there getting those casting directing rooms as well oh my days we need black casting directors so that people don't immediately feel like they have to play some sort of caricature or archetype to be noticed otherwise you're just going to be some boring black person like excuse me can you, like, do you, can you do a bit of an African accent or something it's like bro like relax do you know what I mean but yeah I've said a lot Ike um yeah you, we need we need black people in every single like yeah we need black people everywhere like we need them everywhere in every single position from like as as high as we can get at the top <laughs> like wherever we can climb to to like everywhere because you like if you think about all of the a lot of the discussions we've had today a lot of them can be fixed like for example when you were talking about the dressing room thing you have black people in operations they're going to look at that and be like what is this Whereas a white, people, a white person may not even notice, they may not even see it. And they'll have all kinds of conjured up things that they'll make up to be like, oh, no, 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 it's because he was coming all the way from Leeds and he had a suitcase, so we needed to put it in here so there wasn't space for him to share with that. Like, they will come up with all these things. So you need people in every single role to be able to see everything from when they're pitching to everything. That's how all these, like, all these scenarios happen because people aren't in, like, you think about when things happen and things blow up and they have these like horrible PR things and they're like, it was signed off by this person, this person, this person, this person, this person, this person, this person. And they expect the tiny assistant all the way in the back of the room that's not even supposed to be in the meeting to be like, no, excuse me, black people won't like this. Like, that's not going to happen. They're not going to listen. That person's probably not going to say that because they're not making enough money anyway. Do you know what I mean? So you need people in... as as many seats as possible and like you were saying not the, f the seats that seem fancy not the seats that seem fun like we need people in the offices we need people every single place because without that kind of spread this is how all this mess happens in my opinion i agree yeah. i agree <laughs> say amen to that well hallelujah David, do you want to add your part? Will you just, you want to sing for us? Well, 
Is that your part? Yes, that's all I'm adding to the conversation. Why? Because <laughs> you amazing people have covered it. Covered it. Amen. <laughs> love that, love that, love that. Um, but what was I going to say? I was going to say about um, producing black shows. I think one thing that really interests me about seeing the black shows that do make on the internet, and I had an issue with this, and I don't know who to talk to about it but like shows like enterprise i want to see so much more of it i want to see so much more of enterprise and that's like 20 to 30 minutes and six episodes i think was the last one season two and i was like i'm i'm craving more like what is this why aren't they being like produced for longer hours and for longer episodes like what is happening here and i just wanted to ask you guys like where where is the problem is it it, or not necessarily even a problem like what happens for a show like enterprise to only get six episodes and 20 minute long episodes at that i mean the writer could request that many episodes and the way comedies are being consumed nowadays you're not you're not getting 22 minute seasons Oh, sorry, 22 episode seasons anymore. Um, especially not in this UK, like, them man don't have budget for that. So <laughs> it's not happening the way we think. Um, but yeah, like I said, the, the writer could request it. Um, I know, for example, myself, I'm trying to write in five episodes seasons now because that's just the way things are being consumed. I can't expect to get, like, 15 episodes or... 20 episodes even netflix they'll give you 10 they'll just give you 10 and say hold that you see what i'm saying so yeah i think that's kind of just the scope of how things are nowadays but i mean something like um i may destroy you that's getting 12 i believe so maybe there was a level of negotiation there i mean she came off the back of doing um uh bafta award-winning chewing gum everyone loved that white people loved it you see what i'm saying it was in um, american netflix as well everyone loved it so I guess that she has negotiation and pulling power to negotiate for 12 episodes. But I mean, sometimes a writer, like I said, might want five episodes, six episodes. I mean, that sounds fair. That sounds fair. That sounds very fair. I guess I'm just going to have to take it and figure out who I need to ask for more episodes from Enterprise then, because I want me what I want. So I think, and, oh, I think the- Enterprise is done still. You don't mean that. This isn't like inside information, by the way. Like, this is literally my, this is me assuming. <laughs> the way that, the, the way that second season ended, they're not coming back unless they actually go to Africa. <laughs> where was it? Senegal, I think they were going to go. I can't remember where it was. Or Zambia. It was it Senegal? Something yeah. like that. But yeah, unless they actually go, we're probably not going to get that season. Unless they go and come back and that's where the third season starts. But it does, it, I, it, it gave me that feel that now nah, they're done. They're done with Enterprise. I will actually go fund me. I was. I'll give them my money. I'll actually give them my money. Like I really want to see it. Oh damn, that's heartbreaking. Well, I need to add something else to my prayer list. We'll do that. We'll do that. Um. Oh, I just wanted to before we go. I wanted to say really quickly. Um, talk about the depictions just to finish it off real quick with um what we said previously that i want to correct myself on as well and 
why I felt like I hate to bring Tyler Perry into this again with Tyler Perry. Why I felt like Tyler Perry's depictions of black women didn't slap for Stacey and Pure Roberts herself. So basically, I feel like whilst some people write, I can't speak for his writing, however, this is just how I feel. I feel like while some people write, um, write characters' experiences and write like from just a character, like uh, the right whole human beings, in my opinion, right, a black woman as a whole. I feel like when I watch Tyler Perry, what I get from him is that he's writing from a place of stereotypes. And I, when I watch it, I just see a stereotype being projected at me rather than what I've seen in other black characters. And also, David, you said something about Scandal um, Kerry Washington's character and a friend spoke to me and she was like her issue with Scandal is not only is Kerry Washington the mistress like okay like all that power and a man really got you on your knees but woyoy. Um, she also said that she found it really interesting how her character as a strong black woman didn't really have black friends like everyone around her was basically white except for the Harrison who was like um, the black guy that she worked with as well. She felt like mm, majority of like the people around her were white. And I didn't notice that as well. And I was like, mm, that's very interesting. That's very, and to say all of that, I want to conclude my part in saying that um, going forth, I want to take more responsibility about the things that I say about the industry that I love and that I'm involved in and that I'm a proud black woman in and I want to do justice in the representations of the characters I write, the characters that I portray and yeah the people around me as well that are behind the screen like I want to encourage people that want to that want to go into the film industry that are of black Asian you know of all different colors like let's do it man we can do it and it's a shame that we're not directed that way all the time however i feel like yeah there's so much beautiful nuances to be projected on screen if we go for the roles that we are deserving of finger snaps finger snaps everyone else's finger snapping but they're muted but we feel you stacy how you guys want to conclude this anyone want to conclude okay Okay. Thank you. Me? Baby, how are um, we going to conclude this? What is going on? Sorry, I, I, I thought that you concluded that that's what I was going to say, but yes, Ike, please take us home. Oh. Um, I would... <laughs> Oh, this is funny. Sorry, okay, go on. I that. Um, I would say, what I say? Um, everybody go out there and do your part within the industries. And people who are writing black characters respect and take care of the characters that you're writing. That's what I would say. Woo! That yeah! That Woo! Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah! Thank you. Go, Ike. Go, Ike. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. 
gosh, guys, 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 this has been fun. This has been fun. Um, is that can we can we? Yeah, we can end it. All right. Thank you for everyone for listening. Stacy and Ike appreciation. Their voices oh, are like yes, caramel. Oh my skin just luscious melanin. Melanin popping is just. Queen. I'm honored to be in their presence via Queen. Zoom. If I was in their presence in real life, I'd melt because I'm on work. I think I'd faint. I think I'd faint. Yeah. yeah. I've concluded that I'll faint. I would like to yeah. melt, but I, 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 I would die, come back to life, and die again. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> I'm not even going to try it one up for you now. <laughs> oh, and Stacey, dude. even with your 2G internet, you were fantastic. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for listening, and we are out.